Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want for me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism? Sorry. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the word of our Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, Katie. I want to acknowledge the return of one of our parishioners who's been away. Well, really two parishioners. One has been out of the country. We're just glad that she knew how to find her way back to these United States and to Indiana and to Evangel Heights United Methodist Church. I know that she was here last Sunday. I was not here. And Joanne Detloff, we just want to say it is just great to see you again. So just wave your hand. (laughs) Joanne is preparing to travel uh, once again outside of the boundaries, the borders of these United States. Please know that you will continue to be in our prayers. I also want to acknowledge the presence of Jill, who had surgery uh, weeks ago. I'm not going to ask her to stand up and walk down the aisle. We know that the the surgery was successful, Jill. We're just very thankful that you are in our presence on today. Just wave to the congregation so that they will see where you are. Pray with me now. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart bring glory and honor to your name as we hear afresh a word from you on today. Amen. Marion Wright Edelman, founder and president emerita of the Children's Defense Fund, has been an advocate for disadvantaged Americans for her entire professional life. Under her leadership, CDF, Charles I'm sorry, Children's Defense Fund, has become the nation's strongest voice for children and families. The Children's Defense Fund's Leave No Child Behind mission is to ensure every child has a healthy start 
a head start, a fair start, a safe start, and a moral start in life, and successful passage to adulthood with the help of caring families and communities. The National Observance of Children's Sabbath Weekend, for us it's a day, today, which is sponsored by the Children's Defense Fund, unites faith communities of every religious tradition across the nation to raise awareness of problems facing children and families in our nation, such as poverty, gun violence, and lack of health care. We're called to explore the texts and the teachings in religious traditions that call us to nurture and protect children with love and justice. We're called to engage people of faith in immediate and long-term action to nurture, protect, and seek justice for children. So the order of service that we've been following today is an order of service that was gifted to us by the Children's Defense Fund's programmatic arm. So as I look at this uh, gospel lesson today, um, Evangel Heights Church Family, as I think about the title of the sermon, Where Does It Hurt? Listening to Heal Our Children, I have to ask myself the question, what can get in the way of our listening to the hurt of our children. I would suggest to you very briefly on this morning that the gospel lesson provides us with two ways in which we, disciples of Jesus Christ, cannot hear the hurt of our children, and therefore we are not able to heal our children. You know the story. You heard the gospel read and you're hearing on today. For those of you who are Bible students, you're very familiar with it. So the first way in which I know that um, we cannot hear our children, and let me just say our youth as well, is when we have misplaced priorities. Look at the text. James and John are talking about who's going to be the greatest. Now keep in mind Prior to this conversation, Jesus Christ has just informed his disciples for the third time that he's on his way to Jerusalem where he will be persecuted and where he will die. And what is the focus of James and John? They're not not concerned about this traumatic experience. And that their Savior is in the process of moving towards. No, they're concerned about their own priorities. Who is the greatest? I I want to suggest to you, uh, Evangel Heights Church family and friends, that in order for us to be able to hear the hurt of our children and youth and to listen to them, in order for us to be the advocates that they need us to be, We must live in the present moment and not be preoccupied with our own priorities that are not in alignment with Jesus Christ's will for us. Can I get an amen? 
What is Jesus Christ's will for us disciples? First of all, his will for us is that we will understand that to follow him means that we must deny ourselves, deny our personal preferences, deny our desires for status and prestige and position. In Mark chapter 8, verses 34 and 35, Jesus reminds his disciples that those who are to follow him, they must deny themselves. Secondly, he wants us to know that his will is that we be his witnesses locally, nationally, and internationally. When I speak of locally, I mean within South Bend, within Mishawaka, within the Michiana communities and beyond. I mean being his witnesses in our schools, young people. I mean, make, I mean letting the light of Jesus Christ shine through you as you engage with other youth and children. I was in conversation with one of our um, fourth graders just the other week, and it, it blessed my heart. He said to me, he said, you know, Pastor, and I'm going to paraphrase, he said, Pastor, I have found that even though people may not choose me to be on their team, when I see someone who is alone, I will make sure that I become their friend. Isn't that awesome to hear? We're called to be Jesus's witnesses. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 reminds us of that. And then what else is can we say about Jesus's will for our lives? As disciples, he wants us to see and to serve those in need. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 and following, you know the story. It's the parable of the judgment of the nations. And Jesus just says, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was sick, you, you visited me. When I was in prison, you showed up. Yes, the disciples had their priorities out of place. But as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are called first and foremost to live in the now moment to make sure that we are letting go and getting rid of that that would interfere with our being his disciples. We are to make sure that we are his witnesses wherever we are, at home, at work, at school, at play. And we must make sure that we see those in our midst who are in need. According to the Child Defense Funds, the State of America's Children in Indiana 2021 report, in 2019, the child population in this state was 1,567,974 children. And again, this is the latest data that we have. 15% of Indiana's children were poor in 2019, a total of 230,725 children and children of color were disproportionately poor. When it comes to income and wealth inequality, $80,400 was the median income for white families with children compared with $34,200 for black and $47,100 for Hispanic families in 2019. 
when it comes to housing and homelessness, 18,625 unhoused children were enrolled in public schools during 2017 and 2018. When it comes to hunger and nutrition, we're talking about in the state of Indiana, 18% of children lived in food insecure households. And when it comes to child health, 118,700 83 children ages 0 to 18, 7% of the population were uninsured in 2019. Uh, did you know, uh, according to this fact sheet, that in Indiana, when it comes to early childhood, $11,094 was the average annual cost for an infant who was in a center-based child care. That means they were not being watched by a family member or a friend in 2019. And when it comes to education, 83% of black, 76% of Hispanic, and 57% of white fourth grade public school students were not proficient in reading in 2019. Gun violence, 100 children and teens were killed with guns in 2019. In the Indiana Conference, we've launched this initiative called the Children Matter Most Initiative, where we are saying that children are highly valued and should thrive. I do want to give you a heads up. In February of 2022, there will be a Children Matter Most initiative all-in event. It's called Children Matter Most All-In. And it's an opportunity for all of us who care about children to come together to learn, be inspired, and return to our respective communities with action steps to help children thrive. Not survive, but to thrive. The Children Matter Most team has been focusing on nonviolence, food insecurity, and partnering with schools. You'll hear more about this. And yes, beloved, it's going to be in Franklin, Indiana. Do you know how far that is from South Bend? It's a long way. It's beyond Indianapolis, but guess what? It's important for us to show up to learn more so that we can be better equipped. So you'll hear more about that in the coming months. In St. Joseph County, in its 2020 annual report, the Early Learning Advisory Committee, which is a statewide committee or state-level committee, reported that in St. Joseph County, listen to this, we ranked 19 out of 92 counties of children living in poverty. 26% of young children in St. Joseph County live in poverty, and these are children under the age of six. And in South Bend, in our own mission field, 
Evangel Heights Church family and friends. We have a school that is in need of our seeing them afresh and then engaging with them anew because you see this school, based on its grade in 2018-19, is in need of our support. Yes, misplaced priorities prevented the disciples of Jesus Christ from living in the moment, living in the now, and experiencing what was really taking place in their midst. As we look at this particular gospel lesson, I would suggest to you not only did they have misplaced priorities, but they had a misguided perception. They were so focused on the way people were living in their midst. Somebody's going to ask the question, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Well, Look at the response that Jesus Christ gave to them. His response to the disciples' conversation about status was the following. He informed them that in order for, their, for them to be his disciples, they had to be focused on being in the world, but not of the world. You see, when the disciples talked about, Jesus, I want to sit at your right hand or your left hand, they were talking about prestige, power, and position. They wanted to be in control. They wanted to rule over others. But he reminded them as he reminds us that as his disciples, we cannot look to the world as to how we are to live. No, as his disciples, we are to look to him. And then he tells us how we are to live in this world. We are to serve others. We are to be in this world, but not of this world. We are to influence the world and not allow the world's culture to influence us, as John 17, verses 14 through 19 states. We are in the world, but we are not to be of the world. Jesus' intervention informs some and reminds all of us that discipleship, that term is really action-oriented. When we speak of discipleship, we're not just talking about the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ one-on-one. That's important. We need to nurture that. Reverend Dr. Kent Lundy reminded us uh, several weeks ago at the Spiritual Disciplines Retreat how important it is for us to nurture this relationship with Jesus Christ. But this is not what we're to be about only. Out of our being nurtured, we're then able to serve those who Jesus Christ places in our midst. So... (laughs) On this Children's Sabbath Sunday, what will we do? Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, family and friends, I would suggest to you that the answer is really a simple one. We will be committed to the children within these four walls and especially the children beyond the four walls. We will be committed to the youth, not only within these four walls, but also to the youth beyond these four walls. We will be committed to listening 
to them. We will be committed to hearing them. And yes, we will be committed to get further involved in immediate and long-term action so that they will be nurtured, protected, and experience the justice that they deserve. As United Methodists, this is our DNA. We have come alongside of the poor, the vulnerable, the marginalized. That's who we are. That's what we do. I don't know about you, but I, I'm excited. I really am excited about the potential that we will be given to influence children and youth who need to see that somebody cares. Somebody cares. Somebody cares. And here's the good news, that somebody has a name. Disciples of Jesus Christ, affiliated with Evangel Heights United Methodist Church. Yes, these children and youth need to see us, disciples of Jesus Christ, to making sure that they're loved, that they're cared about, that they're valued. And especially, dear ones, as I bring this message to a close, especially when they're not living up to our expectations or Jesus Christ's expectations. They still need to know that we love them, that we're committed to them and to their well-being. There are times that uh, I will be in conversation with my great nephews who are young adults. And, um, and I will say, I will make the following a statement. And I've made it to several of you. And I may have said it to you as a congregation, but let me say it again. I want our children and youth to know that the disciples of Jesus Christ who are affiliated with Evangel Heights United Methodist Church Love them with the love of Jesus Christ. And there's absolutely nothing <laughs> that they can do about it. Amen.